You're listening to the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Thank you, Kansas City. We did it, baby. Chief Kingdom, how are we doing? Welcome to the Aftermath, Episode 5. I am your host tonight, CJ Jones, with always my good and knowledgeable friend, Chris Tenpenny. Chris, how you doing, bro? Man, I am doing a lot better than I was on Sunday, CJ, as the Kansas City Chiefs have picked up wide receiver Josh Gordon, man. Black man. man. <laughs> I'm just pumped to have an athletic, another athletic receiver on the team, man, regardless of how of how much he actually plays. No, I feel the exact same. Well, I've been screaming for the past couple of years. I just want to, at this point, if Josh Gordon can become a possession receiver, that's all I've ever wanted for this offense, bro. Just somebody opposite of Triad that's a big body that could just make a catch and get a first down. So I completely agree, bro. Man, were you were you surprised by the news when it dropped today? Uh, surprised that he signed with us? Um, no, but yeah, but t- t- today, yeah, it was definitely shocking because I heard like rumors that his agent was talking to teams, but I didn't hear about any like definite teams. But because obviously, like he's been in the AFC a lot, like he ended his career in um, New England last time he was on the field, so I know he was familiar with a lot of AFC teams. But I didn't know if Veach was really that aggressive. So for that news to come out like that, uh, I was definitely a little shocked. As far as on a, on a Monday for sure. Yeah, definitely. And it sounds like, you know, there were a lot of teams looking at Josh Gordon, you know, because again, he was, a, he's been an all pro before, but he, he said, I saw in a tweet that it was Kansas City won out because he was thinking long term, which, you know, I, you know, as a 30 year old wide receiver, I, I don't know how long term he can be at Kansas City. Exactly. Because <laughs> if he produces, he's going to, he's going to want to get paid, you know. So, oh, yeah, for sure. So for sure. I don't know how much of an actual long term plan Josh Gordon is but as a short-term plan on a team where again we've been talking about wide receiver two pretty much since Sammy went down last year and it's just we got another potential guy I don't want to crown him as the answer to the to uh, the you know Chiefs Kingdom's prayers because you know he, he he has a tendency to not make it through a full season but I applaud Brett Veach for going out and, and at least grabbing him, taking a flyer, because to me it's a low-risk, high-reward kind of move. Absolutely. That's the first thing that came across my mind. I was like, if it works out, great. If it doesn't, definitely no harm, no foul. So, right. And this is kind of the, the same. And it's kind of like I was trying to tell a lot of my friends, a lot of my coworkers, when I saw the news come across everyone's phone today, as if we all kind of had the same exact feeling. Chris, remember when we all signed um, Le'Veon Bell? That's the name yeah, we all yeah. remember. So we all thought <laughs> we all thought that was going to be the ultimate move. So um, I, 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 lo- I love Chiefs Kingdom optimism. I love everyone's excitement, which is great. I'm sure Josh Gordon is going to feed off that energy. Just being in an organization that has so much stability, so much respect across the league, and they had just have guys everywhere that you would just have so much admiration for in the Hunt family and Veach doing his thing and Pat Mahomes himself and Andy Reid. I'm sure all these guys vouch for him as if they know what he can do off the field. So production over – um, problems are always a thing for for talented players in the NFL, and Josh Gordon has not been a guy that's not been short of of his um his shortcomings out, outside of football. But we all want the best for him. I've always rooted for him, regardless of what team he's been on, just because I know what kind of what kind of player he is, and I just want to see guys succeed. So, um, what, whatever he can, like you said, whatever he can give to this team is always going to be a bonus because this receiving core has been lacking a a, a legit um, go to guy on third down to catch a, catch a pass and get a first down and take a hit. So, 
they've been they've been needing this for a while. So hopefully this will be a spark that this offense will need. Not to, not to say they need it because we're averaging 31 points a game now. So. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about, about Josh Gordon is, yeah, he's 6'3", 225. The Chiefs don't – they have Travis Kelsey. Yes, they have Travis Kelsey, but they need a wide receiver because Tyree can go up and get it, and McColl does okay, and, you know, the <laughs> – Robinson runs backward and Pringle's not super athletic. Like they just don't have a big athletic guy out there. And at the very least, Josh Gordon gives them that. You just you can't talk about Gordon without talking about the suspension to talk about why he's never stuck with the place. I see a lot of people being like, oh, typical chief signing, you know, like Andy Reid handles these guys well, kind of all the time with Marcus Peters and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and these guys that, you know, all di- different levels of, of off the field issues, but off the field issues nonetheless. I would caution fans a little bit for that because the last two places he was at was in 2019. He played for the Seahawks and the Patriots. So if Russell Wilson and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick had him and he still had those troubles. Like, I'm not, it's Andy Reid doesn't make it a done deal that, you know, he, he may get back in and into a little bit of trouble. Like, he's plagued him for most of his career. No, that, and, and that's, that's the first thing that a lot of us Chiefs fans think of is obviously we know how good he is and how good he's been in, in his career. Um, but we just, at my, at this point in his career, just, you just need to be available for your team. So, that's why I would give him the role of just being a possession receiver. Like, I don't need you to go out there and get 100 yards. I don't need you to go out there and get, like, eight or 1,000. If he can finish anywhere in the season with him, but the amount of reps and the, the amount of target share the wide receiver three in this offense has gotten, um, or wide receiver two in this offense has gotten, if he can get anywhere to 60 to 70 yards a game or anything around that average, that'd be a win for us, just for somebody that can beat one-on-one coverage consistently, especially when they're man-to-man and teams are jamming us because they know, like you just said, double-team Tyreek, double-team Trav and make sure somebody else beats you one-on-one. And that's usually how teams have usually used that blueprint from Bill Belichick to Todd Bowles to the Chargers this past weekend. That's kind of been teams MO when they play the Chiefs, make another guy beat you besides the the big two that we have. So if Josh Gordon has anything left in the tank, uh, the Chiefs kingdom definitely going to be wanting to see it. So I just, for me personally, I want to see him run. I haven't seen him put a helmet and pads on since the New England run for him was 2018, correct? Yeah, and he was there for 2019 too. He played in six games. So. Six games, yes. So – it's, a, it's been a while since he's put some pads and had a football helmet on right. uh, in live action. So I'm excited to see him get on the practice field, run around, and, and get and get to know the guys, get to know the playbook. But yeah, just they say the, they say he's going to be on practice squad for now. So temporary expectations until they make him active. So basically, it's kind of ju- based upon how how fast he picks up the playbook, how well of a shape he looks in. So that, I think that's just what we're all looking forward to, just to see can he run, can he cut, can he catch anything like somewhat like he used to be. So. Because anything that kind of spark, like we just said, to this offense is any any time a bonus with those kind of weapons that we have. Right, for sure. And that's the thing is, you know, yes, he needs to know the playbook and he needs to build that chemistry. But he's a guy that you can activate, only run, you know, have him run six, seven routes a game. And, you know, his, he, doesn't, he doesn't have to have a great route tree to start the season, you know, whenever the, whenever the Chiefs do call him up the NFL roster because he's again he's just so athletic and big that I think I think we'll see him sooner rather than later just because of his athleticism now the amount we see him will obviously be dependent on how much they trust him but again when you're when you're an athlete like Josh Gordon sometimes you don't need to know the full playbook to be able to go out there for a few plays and just be athletic no and that's that's exactly like just go out there just be yourself like he doesn't have to be Superman or be this ultimate next uh, weapon we see because we already have a staple of weapons so 
just to come in and just be solid. Just And my thing I've been screaming, just beat one-on-one coverage because you know you're going to get the corner number corner number three, corner number four. Most of the top two guys for any teams cover Travis and Tyreek, and they double down with safety. So if he can beat one-on-one coverage consistently, and I even just every now and then just to give guys something else to think about and make them respect it, that's going to make this offense essentially unguardable, which it already is to me, but that's like the only – um, nudge or, or bad thing you can say about this offense would be the wide receiver two spot. Right, exactly. So excited to have Josh Gordon on the team. We'll see how long, you know, there's no one really knows. Week six seems to be a very popular on guess when we'll first see him, but just something to keep an eye on in the incoming weeks as the Chiefs try to get out of this little, little skid they're on. Let's get into the game from Sunday where the Los Angeles Chargers come into Arrowhead and in a back-and-forth close game, edge out the Kansas City Chiefs, win 30-24. CJ, just kind of overall thoughts on this game. Obviously, uh, the theme of this game was, in, and all the coaches said it today in their sentiments and in their, um, in their interviews, we beat ourselves, just self-imposed penalties. Chris, I don't know about you, but anytime you give the ball away four times, it's not, it's not a good recipe for success, especially when you're playing professionals. And they, they get paid to win football games too, so. I definitely understand everyone's frustration. Um, it's just like just a theme is just as much as last week. No one person lost us this game. There's a lot of rooms and a lot of people that could take a part of the pie, like Pat turned the ball over and Clyde put the ball on the ground. Tyreek put the ball on the ground. Kemp dropped a pass. Uh, Pringle dropped a pass. Defense wasn't really getting any stops, especially Mike Williams had a day. There were there were a lot there were a lot of pieces on the team that definitely could have improved and helped us in towards the win. And even if we did turn the ball over four times, Chris. We still almost won the game. We only lost by six. Coming into a game, if you would have told me we'd give it up four times, I would think we'd lose by at least 18 or 20. So that just shows you how good this offense is. It's not, they never quit. They don't give up. So we found a way to fight back and stay in the game, which I appreciate that. But, no, just like just like the enemy said today, you can't give the ball away four times and expect to win in this league. That's not a recipe for success. Right, and that's that's the biggest thing there. Everyone's trying to make it more than it is, you know. Oh, the Chiefs' defense sucks. Oh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, may, turned the ball over a few times. Oh, Clyde, blah, 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 blah. It comes down to just the turnovers. Like, the Chiefs put up 437 yards of offense with 33 first downs. Like, that's... 400 yards of offense, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, they were moving it at well. They were doing and they were running the ball wanted. well. And that's with Lucas Niang getting burnt almost every well, play Joey by Bosa Joey Bosa. So like like yeah. no, the Chiefs the Chiefs offense was not an issue as far as you know, the team the the Chargers defense slowing them down. There were a couple bad plays. The 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 first Patrick Mahomes interception, he's got to take some blame for that as well. I know Kemp should have caught that ball, but if Patrick, look, I love the no-look passes. We all love it. We love the flashiness, we love the cockiness. And there's people trying Including including the Schwartz brothers trying to fend Patrick's with his with his eyes, you know that's how he opened Kemp up. Those linebackers were so shallow at he that point. He was wide open, man. He that the that. Uh, the no look part did not need to continue at that point. He was so Marcus was so wide open that Patrick just needed to look downfield, make a clean throw, and that's probably a touchdown. Now again, Kemp deserves to blame. Hit him in the hands. Killed a drive early in the game. Like he, I'm not saying Patrick's out at any fault, but I feel like we've kind of gotten into this habit of giving Patrick a little bit more of a pass than maybe you know. It's okay to call him out. It's okay to say he made a bad play every now and then because he's still Patrick Mahomes. We Patrick Mahomes. We still know what he means to this team. We still know that he's the best quarterback in the NFL. 
It doesn't mean, you know, he can just look downfield, make a clean throw, and get in and get Kenton in the end zone. Exactly. Like every no no one's absolved from criticism. They're football players. Everyone gets right. coached hard. When you make right. a mistake, you make a mistake. You own it and you move on. So Pat's no different than everyone else. And I mm-hmm. and I definitely agree with that. I, I I felt that from a lot of fans and I felt that from people trying to have conversations with other other fellow fans and they kind of feel like Pat's ab- above reproach. And I kind of think people need right. to kind of calm it down. And as far as like Chiefs fans, we've seen how it is to have a bad football team. We've been on the other side of those losses way more times than not compared to the last three years where we've been on the good side of most of them because we've had number 15 back there playing as quarterback for us. So at this point in time, it's just we two losses. Obviously, you never want to lose two games in a row, but it's a long season, people. There's 17 games. We lost two games in a row back in, the, in two seasons ago when we lost to Houston and Indianapolis. Um, both of those games were at home. So um, and then we went, I think, in that stretch of like those six games, I think four of those games we lost. So um, losing games definitely sucks. You never want to, you can't win them all, but you don't want to lose them all either, obviously. But it's, it's, it's a matter of just, it's a marathon, not a, not a sprint, Chris. Just keep it going. Keep your head down. Get ready for a game next week. That's the great, that's the great thing about football, Chris. That's why I love it because when you mess up, you get another opportunity next week. You don't got to wait a whole long. You get right back to work, clean your hands, wipe it off, watch the film and get and move on to the next. Yeah. It's just so funny how fast people turn on this team and start talking so negatively. It is. Because of it's, two it's losses, like, yeah. like I get it. Like, there's some, there's some legit concerns. But are any of the concerns any different than what we had coming into the year? We knew that there was no real wide receiver too. We knew that the secondary didn't really have a lot of depth. We knew that with Willie Gay out, the linebacking core was going to be weak. The and we knew Frank Clark, other than that great run he had in the in the Super Bowl in the Super Bowl year, has been. A big waste of money. Like these are all things we knew, all things exactly. we talked about. Exactly. And now, because we've lost two close games to two good football teams, it's really oh no, this good. team sucks. Oh no, this team's gonna win. Be lucky to win nine or ten games. Which I've seen from a few fans. It's like, take a deep breath. You lost. You made a lot of mistakes. A, a lot. lot of mistakes, and you a lost lot. by one score to two playoff contenders. Like it's there's okay. No, there's no shame in losing to good football teams ever. Those are right. those are those are pros. They get paid to win too. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's just so everyone needs to take, take a deep breath. If I again I tweeted this out after the game. I was like, if I told you the Chiefs went 13 and 4 and two of their four losses were one score games to the Ravens and Chargers, you wouldn't be mad about it, most likely. Exactly. So let's teams. see how this plays out. Now, if they lose to Philly next week, okay, then maybe maybe I'll be okay with a little bit more of a panic mode. Yeah, you know, three, three, three losses in a row would definitely be possible. Three losses in a row, one to a, one to a a bad team. You know, Philly's got I think is a little better than we initially thought, but they're still a bad football team. They're still a team that should have a top twelve pick in this year's draft. Exactly, a team that we should beat. Uh, correct, correct. And not that the Ravens and Chargers weren't teams we shouldn't have beat, but they're a lot better than Philly. So, again, if the Chiefs lose to Philly this week, then run wild. Do whatever you got to do to to convince yourself or to make yourself feel better. But right now is not the time to panic. You still got the best player in the world. You still got the best tight end in the world. And you still, even though the teams have made it a point to get rid of Tyreek Hill, that's still value there. Why do you think Travis was – why do you think Kemp was open in the middle of the field? Like – Tyreek's still doing his job, even if the stats haven't been there the last two weeks. So it's just uh, I want everyone to take a deep breath out there right now. No, everyone just needs to just calm down. And I love our passion from our fans. We all do. Chiefs Kingdom is amazing. Arrowhead is arguably the best stadium in the world. There's no place like it on a Sunday. But 
we've all been a lot of a lot of our younger fans haven't been on the side where in the 2000s era and i know we're kind of dating ourselves chris it makes us feel old huh buddy but uh, <laughs> uh and it's crazy we're saying like this is old because i'm like that's not really that long ago but a lot of fans were only around for like the alex smith era they weren't around during the trent green days the matt castle era the uh, um who we have Brody Croyle era they weren't around for the tough the, the three win seasons the four win seasons they weren't around for those times so it's to be being a Chiefs fan we've been through so much and so many things and I know we can go on and on about stories of how how much this team has overcome but to be where we are now to be a Super Bowl contender every year like you just said we have the best quarterback the best tight end in football easily one of the best head coaches in all of football there is no reason to panic because I know for a fact we are going to be in playoff contention every year other teams get paid to win. They get paid to build football teams, too. They're going to compete, and they're going to get us every now and then. It's okay. It's just part of life. Everything doesn't go your way. It's adversity. How do you respond? Now we've got our we've got hit in the mouth two weeks in a row. How do we respond? Are we going to go out there and let it keep rolling in and snowball effect into three losses? Are we going to come out, get on our P's and Q's, everybody tighten up, dot your I's, cross your T's, and let's go up the field and let's get a dub and do it for Andy? That should, oh, yeah. that should be the mindset this week. Yeah, that's the next part of this, too, is so – Andy did leave the game after, directly after the game ended and, and went to the hospital via ambulance. They said that was for precautionary reasons. He has been already released. Says to be okay. So, so thank God for that. But you know, the last two weeks have been Andy's been stuck at win number ninety nine with the Kansas City Chiefs. He that he can't get that elusive number one hundred yet. Well, he's uh he's going home next week to where it all began for him in Philly. You know that's going to be bittersweet for that crowd if Andy gets his 100th win with the Chiefs in Philly. I'm excited for him for that because that's, that's a pretty cool narrative if we're going to like be find, find the very, very silver lining in the Chiefs wanting to start. It's that Andy's probably going to win his 100th win as a Chief in Philly. I think that's cool. No, that's 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 definitely going to be one of the biggest stories. Of the week. I think the only bigger storyline would be week four is Tom Brady going back to New England but besides right, that right, like right. Andy Reid going for like you said going for your 100th win in Philadelphia in the city where he like built it built his career after he left Green Bay as, as a head coach and to go out there like a team he took that team to four NFC championship games they went to a Super Bowl everyone knows how great of a coach Andy Reid was a lot of people in Philly never wanted to see him go and then he comes to Kansas City and obviously rebuilds this franchise after we had a tough time and takes us to a Super Bowl and finally gets that Super Bowl, that championship he's been longing for for such, for such a long period of time. Um, everybody in Philly has such a big heart for Andy. So everyone, everyone loves Big Red. So um, that I know I know this game means a lot to him, regardless of what would have happened if we would have won or lost this game to L.A. This game means a lot to him, his family. And I know I know he's going to be locked in. But uh, we all are definitely uh, praying for him and hoping his, his body's okay. I know he went through a lot on Sunday. I think they said it was dehydration, but they said he got released from the hospital. Um, so he's feeling good. He said he should be at practice uh, hopefully tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely we're rooting for Andy. We all want to do it for him, but just do it for self pride because guys have just been like you just said. We haven't been playing our best football, and got and every every week we said this last week on the on the pod. Every week is going to be a Super Bowl. Every team is going to give give us their best shot because they know the Chiefs are the standard. I've said that all summer. When it comes to winning the AFC, everyone's going to measure up to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the standard. So everyone's going to try to give their best effort against us. So we have to match that energy every single week. Yep. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, again, it's teams. Teams play the Chiefs differently. They the the Browns went three for four on fourth downs. The Ravens went one for one, obviously with their biggest one being to end the game there in the in the fourth quarter. And then 
the Chargers went for it twice. Now, obviously, one of those was a penalty, so it, I think the stats sheet says they're one for one on fourth downs, but they actually went for it twice in big situations. So that like, traditionally teams don't do. So you're going to have to adjust if you're the Kansas City Chiefs because you see that other teams are playing you differently, even early in the season. Now, you may see that late, you know, when a team is desperate or has nothing else to play for, them going for fourth down every other play. Not in week two or three like the Chiefs are, so there's going to have to be adjustment there. And uh, I just I, – I don't know if this Chiefs defense has it in them where they really will be able to stop teams on four downs. No, exactly. Like, and that's, that's been our biggest issue, just getting off the field. So, And we already knew coming into the game versus the Chargers, our defense was lacking. And they had a lot of holes that were going on and turning the ball over four times and especially the three opening drives doesn't give that defense does not need to be on. They were on the field for almost the entire first half, Chris. They played so much. They were tired. I know they were. And it was hot on Sunday. So a defense that already has been giving up a lot of yardage does not need to be on the football field for almost an entire first half. And they've already been struggling. So turnovers were not the thing that we needed to do yesterday. And we compounded those things over and over again. It almost became infectious. One ball on the ground, another ball on the ground. And we and we can't have that against good football teams because that's how you get beat. Good football teams capitalize on mistakes. And that's what the Chargers did. So we got to give credit where credit is due. They they did their job. Yep. So it's just it's weird looking at one and two, especially with the Broncos and Raiders at three and oh, especially with the Chargers now two and one. It is a weird feeling. It's a feeling that Chiefs fans haven't felt for a long time, but at the same time. Like you said, CJ, it's a, it's a it's a marathon, not a race. The no end, of the, end of the schedule is so much nicer than, and I and I said this, and I've told you this all summer, Chris. Like our schedule was a gauntlet. I said yeah. that right when they dropped it. We uh-huh. have a the first the first eight games of our season is we play total this year. We play seven playoff teams, people. We play so many good football teams this year, and already on the fact the teams that aren't playoff teams are going to be better this year. So we have a gauntlet schedule. So the second half of the schedule is much, much easier than it is right now. So we got to get through these hard times, but it will it will be brighter days. Willie Gay's coming back. Hopefully Josh Gordon can give us something. Clyde looked good. I know he put the ball on the ground, Chris, but overall Clyde ran the ball very effectively and well yesterday. If he can do that almost on a weekly basis, I will take that every week. For sure. And you know those seven playoff teams don't include the two against the Chargers, don't include the two against the Raiders, don't include the Cowboys either so like <laughs> that, that it is a gauntlet of a schedule and yeah I, I'm with you on Clyde I thought he had a good game now you have to put it the fact that the Chargers are about as bad as the Chiefs are against the run so I, I am still reserving it a little bit just because of that fact but yes other than the fumble Clyde had a good game it was good to see him getting going in the screen game and to get him in the end zone and we had what's been lost about is I feel bad for him because he's worked so hard no one's talking about how Jordy Forston got his first career touchdown. So we got to shout out my boy Jody, man. Yeah. Fourth season, baby. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I had to give him some credit because I mean that, that's a long time coming for him. He's a name that Chiefs fans have known for a long time. Finally making the actual team this year and uh, seeing Jody get in the end zone that was barely, barely getting in the end zone. Almost snuck through him, but that was exciting for him. So I had to give him some props. Let's jump real quick to this week. We talked about a little bit going to Philly, going to get Andy's going to get his hundredth win as the Kansas City Chiefs head coach. What's kind of the, the line is at fifty five, and the Chiefs are six and a half point favorites. How, how are you thinking this game's playing out? Uh, the the fifty five, I, I I don't mind that point because Philly's been a team that's shown the score, and I know they're going to be coming off the score week because they're playing today versus the Dallas Cowboys. Um, 
the minus six, um, I don't like that line because, like you just said, uh, we've been we've been playing a lot of close games and then giving and giving up points. So I, I didn't like the minus six versus Chargers, and I don't like the I don't like the the minus, the minus six this week. So I'm de- I'm definitely not gonna, not going to take that. And the and the fifty five, uh, I know like granted we I know we've been averaging thirty all year, and I think they can. I'll I'll take the over on that because I know we've been averaging thirty one a game, and Philly's a team that can. That can usually get about twenty to twenty to twenty-five points. They they have a lot of weapons on their offense as well. So I'll take the over, but I'm not I'm not I'm not taking the Chiefs with the points. Absolutely. Yeah, it feels like the over is typically the way to go. Although I think the Chiefs Chargers just barely missed it. I think it was fifty-five last week and thirty mm-hmm. to twenty-four. The exactly just barely missed it. Which mm-hmm. I, so you know they're always going to be in that range. I think. I think I know they haven't played high-powered offenses because the Falcons, even though they've got some pieces, they're not a high-powered offense. The 49ers, they're a defense team with some decent guys on, on offense, but not a juggernaut. So it's hard for me to tell if the Eagles' defense is legit or if they've just played some lesser opponents early. And not knowing how they're playing against the Cowboys at, at the time of this recording is also a little makes them a little bit more of an unknown to me. I still like the Chiefs to go in, and I've I've been taking I have not been taking the Chiefs to cover this year yet. It, I think they cover this game. I know I know it's 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 hard to believe with you know they're one and two. They have made a lot of mistakes. They don't. They're like one and eleven against the spread over their last twelve. Like who in their right mind is going to take the Chiefs to cover? Well, it just feels like the perfect storm. You have the one and two start. You have everyone starting to que- question their legitimacy. You have. Andy Reid coming home. Like, there's just enough levels to this to where it's like, Chiefs might win like 35 to, to, to 17 or something like that. Like, I, I, it's hard to predict that, but I kind of feel, I kind of feel that game coming on to get that narrative back in. No, I, I definitely feel the guys are going to play a, a clean game for sure. Everybody's going to be, everybody's going to be locked in, be a little pissed off. They're going to be angry off of their performance. And obviously, the extra motivation factor for Andy, I know he's going to be laser focused in. And locked in this week as well, so I definitely, I definitely expect the boys to bounce back and and fin- finish the game with a W for sure. But it's just that 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 six scares me mainly just because of our defense and athletic quarterbacks give us issues. And Jalen's a guy that can extend plays, and he has a, d- a decent amount of receivers. And, and we're going to get a lot more judgment, like you said tonight, based on what we see from from them playing the Cowboys. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a good game. It's, it should it should be an interesting game. It's going to be emotional for both sides. So that game's going to mean a lot to a lot of people. So uh, I'm excited to see the boys go up there and get back on track. Yeah, for sure. And real quick note, you know who Philly's cornerback uh, two is? Their right cornerback is opposite of Darius Slay. Who is the other cornerback? It's oh, Steven oh, Nelson. Steven Nelson. They did yeah, sign Steven Nelson. They so, did. Sign. <laughs> so that's that's something that's fun to will be fun to watch for Chiefs fans because I don't think I don't think the Eagles run that where they you know someone's going to be following Tyreek around the field so put Tyreek on Steven's side I know there will be safety help regardless of where Tyreek lines up but I want to see him cook him a few times just because man Steven Nelson being so salty towards Chiefs Kingdom and and now towards the Steelers that man leaves an organization and just goes to straight salt so I would love to see him get cooked a little bit on Sunday and uh it's always it's always kind of funny when when things work out that way no, absolutely. He's definitely a guy that's giving people a lot of hard time, and she, he's not—he's not too fond of everyone over here in Kansas City. So 
we wouldn't mind seeing him get burnt a couple times. <laughs> right, right, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah, I don't, I just don't know how well, how good their defense is going to be able to play against KC. Their their line is the only, their D line is the only thing that really gives me concern. But with Fletcher Cox, but they lost, they lost uh, Graham. So he won't yeah, Brandon, that sucks. Yeah, they lost. So he won't be playing. So I mean, if if Fletcher Cox and and maybe Darius Slay a little bit, obviously he's lost some st- a step in his as he's getting older. The only those real guys on defense that you know you I don't want to say worried about, but are are good defenders. Yeah, I think I think the Chiefs are going to put up support as long as they can take care of the ball. And it's hard to see them having a third straight game of you know two plus turnovers. So no facts, they definitely they definitely should. Hold on. To, there's going to get a lot of ball security ball drills this week. Everyone's yeah, going to be sure. required to hold on to the ball. Hold on to the ball. So, high and tight. For sure. So, but anything else you got on, on, on the Chiefs this week, my man? Uh, just, yeah, just everybody just come in, locked and focused. Chiefs Kingdom, please, please calm down. It's a, it's a very, very long season, guys. The Amen. boys, will, they, will, they will get right. I have no doubt they'll right the ship. It may take a while to get there. It's just all a part of the journey. Just, just take a longer for the ride. But we know where the, the end destination, where we want to be, and we know where we're going to end up. So just stay along with the team. Don't fade. Don't fold. Don't jump off the ship when it gets hard, Chris. Stay in that thing and just stay on the marathon. Ten toes down at all times. Adversity. Don't worry about it. Amen. Couldn't have said it better myself. So I think that's going to do it for us this week. As always, you can follow us at the Aftermath underscore KC at the Aftermath Podcast. Love to hear you guys. Talk always down to talk some cheese football. Same on my personal account at tenpenny88. And CJ, where can the good people find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at cjz81, cjeezy81. Always down to talk some Chiefs football, football in general. Any questions, you concerns, fantasy football, real football. I'm I'm always open. My DMs are always open. Sounds great. Definitely make sure to hit CJ up. He's always got some great stuff. So. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, we appreciate you listening. Hoping to be celebrating the Chiefs W next week, and we'll talk to you next time. To the Chiefs Kingdom, you guys are world champions once again. Woo! Thank you for listening to this episode of the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Go Chiefs!